Welcome to the Afterthoughts section of our podcast, Well That Fucked Me Up, with Luke and Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, so we've just listened to Robin's story. First off, I just want to say that was the most British episode I think we've ever had. I mean, it was extremely British. We were both very British. You know what was funny is that I had to cut it down from an hour and a half because we were just gabbing away like there was no tomorrow. And we're like, oh, my God, do you remember that thing on the TV? I was like, yeah, I remember that thing on the TV. What about, do you remember this? And I was like, yes. And did you used to do that? Did you used to eat these things? And I was like, I used to eat, yes, that's what I did. And we were just, and then we're like, oh, Christ, now I forgot we're recording a podcast here, you know. <laughs> but wait, wait, but what was that? He's like, then we got sandwiches at this place. Greg's, like baker Greg's, Greg's the baker. Yeah. <laughs> is Greg's. that like one, one baker that everybody knows in England or is it a chain? It's a chain. It's a chain <laughs> and they do really good. They do really good like chicken and mushroom like pies and, um, and savory like baked cheese slices and all sorts. Of, it's very, very good. It's very good. Yeah. You would go to Greg's the baker when you have a hangover. That well, speaking, sounds amazing. Speaking of hangovers, how do you suppose Robin felt after his weekend at Glastonbury? <laughs> it's like, what's this garbage smell on all my clothes? Do you remember when? I mean, this is an American thing. Oh, we'd call it we'd call it the Century Club, mm. and it was like, you know, you could who could take a hundred shots? Oh yeah, that doesn't seem clever. No, and. He just kind of did that with ecstasy. He did that with ecstasy. But also I liked his, like, oh, I have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And there was a dealer <laughs> and he was selling some stuff. I didn't really know what I was taking. And and then his, just his whole body just decided that it had had enough. It was the end. Thanks yeah. very much. I'm going to start shutting down now. Getting left in a hot tent for... Ugh. Yeah, so Glastonbury is in the middle of the British summer, and it, that tent will will definitely cause some sort of greenhouse effect. And so you're probably in ninety five to one hundred degree heat, having not drunk any liquid, and on basically drugs that are sapping any liquid out of you at the same time. Yeah, that uh, sounds awful. It's disgusting. But let's let's talk this. Let's let's talk it round full circle because. He, like many of our guests, was running away, wasn't he? Yeah, and I, and I, you know, I think you and I can both relate to that anxiety. You know, even even it's like when I get an email from I don't know, like my agent, mm. and she's like, "Hey, can you give me a call?" My mind's immediately like, "Oh fuck, what did I do?" Yeah, I I feel like you know, drugs and alcohol let us escape from that crippling anxiety. Yeah. So he didn't realize he was doing it, but I guess at the end of the day, he was self-medicating because he was miserable or, or anxious or depressed or, you know, that, that feeling Kyle, that you and I talk about the whole time of not feeling like you belong and not feeling like you fit in. I mean, talk to me about that, that we feel like that. We used to feel like that the whole time. There are times where I still feel like that. Um, you know, I still feel like I'm that, that poor kid from Boston. He was just like, 
I got this chip in my shoulder. You know, people, are you judging me? I'm going to judge you. Yeah. And uh, the, the thing about it, and I, I am lucky to have never really been too oppressed in my life. And we've had a lot of uh, guests on the show that have had um, experienced oppression or, or microaggression just on the, on the fact that of who they love or who they're attracted to or right. what, what gender they identify with or what gender they were born with but don't identify with. Interesting. And I can't imagine the toll that that would have wow. on somebody. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because he didn't dwell on that being necessarily the the thing that sent him into that spiral of drink and drugs, but he didn't, he didn't, but then he did say, you know, after the, after the fact, when he came out, he felt liberated and that's when the real kind of release began. But just, just being an intelligent human being and knowing, knowing full well what that sort of drug use will do to you, but continuing to do it regardless. We talk about alcoholism and addiction often on this podcast as we've as we've been keen to stress it's not necessarily a recovery podcast but stories often often um involve heavy heavy drug use or heavy drinking and the 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 most extraordinary thing to me kyle was he was airlifted to hospital he thought he was maybe an hour away from death he spent a week in hospital recovering. It took him six months, he said, maybe even a year to feel fully fit again because of infection in his body that was caused by his organ shutting down. And then he started partying again. He started partying yeah, I, again. Yeah, I, I mean, you know a little bit my story, Luke. That's, that's pretty common. <laughs> yeah, same with me. Never learned my lesson. Yeah. Never learned my lesson until I learned my lesson, until eventually it caught, it caught up with me and it was time to um yeah you know just take stock of one's health and take stock of one's mental well-being the thing is is that if you don't have any self-belief or self-esteem or self-worth or value you don't have the know-how or the means or the want to stop doing any of that because you don't see the point because you're, you're yeah. like, well, what, why, why, for who? I'm not going to stop for me. So who am I going to going to stop for? And if you assume that no one cares about you, and you assume that no one loves you, well, that's your narrative, and you're not, and you hate yourself. Who are you stopping for? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that was the you hit the nail on the head. Where it's like, if you do hate yourself, or you have that like that self loathing, like there isn't there is no reason. You know, I remember, you know, I'll get, I'll get dark, Luke, but I had, uh, I, I attempted suicide once. You did? I had, this, I had this, yeah, I had this, well, I had this cushy apartment in Irvine and it was like one of those courtyard situations where it's like a big square and so you can look into the neighbor's windows and, and, uh, thank God for that because, I'd taken a bunch of pills and I drank and I ended up going out mm. and I woke up in the hospital and uh, in my neighborhood, I guess, been watching me through my window, Wow! which also 
lends to feel a little bit creepy. But anyway, I was grateful for that. But, you know, you think that would have been the wake up call for the, the drugs and the alcohol and, and everything. But it wasn't. It was like I was partying the next two days later. I was like going out to the bar. That is crazy, isn't it? And it wasn't until I, I absolutely lost everything. Wow. Well, I think... That I was able to... Yeah, it's... I mean, some people get lucky. Some people realize the error of their ways. But I think what we're finding is that everyone's running away. Like, everyone who is abusing drink and drugs to that degree is running away. Like, there's just no... Yeah. There's, there's, there's no two ways about it. And the recovery begins with a bit of soul-searching, a bit of self-belief, and a bit of um, surrounding yourself with the right people. Surrounding yourselves with like-minded people that make you feel good about yourself, not that make you feel bad yeah. about yourself. Because if you come from a, a, a background where you didn't feel loved and you felt criticized and you weren't good enough, don't surround yourself with people that make you feel like that still, because nothing will change. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's very easy to like fall into the trap, like, you know, especially in some of the circles that we run around in where it's like, oh, this person's so cool and this person, and if they're just like, they don't really jive with the core of a person you are, mm. you can actually lose yourself in that. And I think what I'm finding in my own journey and what I've been finding from our, our guests is that when you accept who you are and you accept who others are as their best version or people just try and be their best version. Some beautiful, wonderful things can happen where it's like you, you develop these like intimate, real connections and you're able to like, like take you and I, for example, mm. I would say you're my BFF. Me too, man. And, Love it. and it's not like, I don't know. It's just like, you're real. I'm real. You accept me for who I am. False and all. I accept you for who you are. False and all. And we're just, it, it's just, it's a wonderful, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And there, there lies yeah. our um, advice for our listeners. It's not too late. If you're in a, if you're in a pickle, if you're in a fix, if you're in a tight spot, find some people, find some people that can help you, that can support you. Get in touch with us. We'll put you in touch with some people. And um, it starts with you. It starts with accepting yourself. It starts with accepting that you're okay, that you have value, that you're enough. Don't believe what people are telling you. Or, or you know, funny enough, Kyle, often they're not telling us. That's just what we're hearing, you know, that, yeah. we're, that we're not good enough. It's taken me years, still working on it, just getting there to realize my, my worth and my value. It's a great feeling. Yeah. And surround yourself with awesome people. Like I surround myself with as many Kyles as humanly possible. It's mainly just you, Kyle, you know, but we'll have a cloning, <laughs> mainly, mainly, we'll have a cloning machine. We can have house parties with just lots of Luke's and Kyle's. That would be the wildest party or the most mellow party, depending think, on what day we are. I think there'd be a lot of talking. All right. I have to, <laughs> <laughs> I have to run. Have a work call. I love you, man. I love you, Kyle.